Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, a couple minutes after nine here, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I've got Cody Rhodes here on the line. Cody, can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Fantastic. And it looks like you're coming through uh, through the, the WebEx event center, um, getting the little line saying that the, the speaking is happening or it's coming through. Um, all right. So hello, everybody, and welcome to today's conference call with Cody Rhodes, who uh, as you all know, we'll be competing this Saturday, July 1st, on Access TV at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, uh, with our special presentation of New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Special in USA. And he'll be headlining the event, of course, against Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, thank you, everyone, also, who uh, joined us yesterday for our call with Kenny Omega. Of course, we'll be having one tomorrow with Josh Barnett at 10 Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you haven't already RSVP'd for that, please let me know and I'll add you to our list. Uh, let's see here. Uh, for those of you, as your first time using this WebEx Event Center, you will see on the, on the web uh, page or in, in, the, in the center, uh, on the right-hand side, you can click the button that says Q&A and that'll pop open and it'll give you a space where you can submit your questions. Go ahead and submit your questions to me and we will get to as many as we can today. Um, and of course, today's conference will be recorded on audio. Um, I sent out the audio yesterday in the evening. I don't think everybody got it. Somehow got caught in a couple of spam filters, I think. So if you didn't get it, I sent it again this morning. But if that still didn't come through, let me know. I will send the link directly to you. Um, and we'll again send out today's and uh, if you don't get that one by the end of the day, let me know. I don't know what's going on with spam filters, but please feel free to just whitelist my email address, and then it'll prevent that from happening in the future. Um, all right, so go ahead and start submitting your questions, and I will throw it away here to Cody Rhodes. Cody, you want to uh, go ahead and say a few words? Yeah, I, uh, it's funny. I feel like I've, I've spoken to 60% 65% of the, uh, the media, um, that is on this conference call. And it's only because things have been, uh, happening and shaking and cages being rattled. I feel like I need a, like a press secretary to do like a press briefing every week, which man makes me, uh, makes me very, very happy. Uh, I think everything has changed looking at the G1 special. And looking at what's going to happen on Access TV now that uh, now that I'm the world champion. So yeah, <laughs> fantastic. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the Q and A portion. Of course, uh, feel free on the right hand side to start submitting your questions. We're getting a whole bunch of them already in here, uh, and feel free to ask follow up questions if you'd like. Anything Cody says that you guys want to follow up on, please feel free to send those in as well. All right, our first question here comes from Sean Radikin with Pro Wrestling Torch. And he says, Cody, you made a big splash hitting the independent scene and tweeting out a list of opponents you wanted to face. 
Now, you are now the Ring of Honor World Champion less than a year later, and you're facing Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on night one of the G1 Special. Why wasn't Okada on your original list of matches that you wanted? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Yeah, what a great question. I would say, because when I put the list together... I had a little brain trust of folks with me that we put this list together and we wanted to cover a lot of turf uh, with it. But the answer is I wasn't thinking I would be wrestling in any major companies. Um, I know that that can be difficult with contract laws and trademark and things of that nature. And the idea was that I was just going to do every hot independent hell it didn't have to be hot every independent i could think of and just be traveling and meeting folks and be on the ground and uh and kind of grassroots start over in the industry for me i had starting over uh and it wasn't until i realized places like new japan pro wrestling and uh places like ring of honor uh, didn't necessarily need me uh, to sign a contract. It's definitely a perk of being the son of Dusty Rhodes, for sure. I'm, I'm, I, that's not missed on me, that if I wasn't the second generation of somebody who's on wrestling's Mount Rushmore, I probably wouldn't be getting this special treatment. Uh, but they were okay. Uh, and, and in fact, I've seen why they were okay. It's uh, been reflected in everything from buy rates to ticket sales to merchandise sales. So it's been really lucrative for everybody, but that's the reason why. wasn't sure I was going to be able to to cross uh, cross you know into every major company, you know. Fantastic. All right, good way to kick it off. Now here's our next question. This comes from Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, and he wants to know um, and a little bit of context to this too. So you trigger this Saturday the eruption of three main events in the wrestling world in a nine-day span. In addition to the New Japan card, there are also compelling main events with Impact Wrestling and with WWE. So do you feel an obligation to outperform the likes of Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Alberto El Patron, and Bobby Lashley in your match with Okada? Honestly, um, I had not thought about the fact that I was part of kind of a main event trio as much as I think about an Okada main event match to begin with, um, I'm not in the habit of bearing other talent or other matches, but if we're being honest, which I've said honest like six times already, um, an Okada main event blows them all away. And, uh, and I'm damn, uh, damn sure part of it. And I want to, I want it not only to be an Okada main event. I want it to be maybe for some people the first time they're seeing what is Cody Rhodes or Cody, depending on what we call me. What is what is it that he really is offering? Is it smoke and mirrors? Is it hype? I feel at this point, honestly, it should have worn down, but it didn't. So what is it? Uh, did the uh, substance match the style? And he's the absolute perfect opponent because what's going to happen? on Access TV uh, and at the G1 special in the USA is going to have massive ramifications, not just for New Japan Pro Wrestling, for the entire industry. The entire industry is going through this period. Some of um, the folks on this call have heard me say this. Everybody keeps waiting for, uh, you know, Bash at the Beach and the Attitude Era to begin again and and the boom to start. But it's not, that's not how it's happening. It's happening elsewhere. It happened in these independents. It's happened in Ring of Honor with what the Young Bucks have been able to do business-wise. Pro wrestler shirts who don't work for WWE are on the shelves now right next to them, and they're moving faster. Uh, This is a boom. And for wrestling fans, which I'm sure we all are, this this is what we've been waiting for. Uh, So this is an opportunity to see where New Japan Pro Wrestling and see where myself fits uh, in that boom. Great. Uh, follow-up question on that from Justin. Uh, he, want, he wants to know, 
So you are the newly crowned Ring of Honor World Champion, which offers an incredible lineage. But what makes the IWGP world title so prestigious? Hmm. I mean, it's already prestigious. If you look in the history of New Japan, I think there's an element of the idea that it's not been hot potatoed around, um, that the champion has had arduous matches and, and real sporting like, uh, challenges um you know new japan pro wrestling in this world of sports entertainment skews heavily towards the sports and um i think that's what gives it that kind of aura just like a stanley cup or a major you know accolade in the sporting world uh, i think that's that's part of it and i also think um and i don't mean this to sound negative i think new japan has for so long it's been in Japan and it's been on new Japan world and wrestle kingdom has beamed across our pay-per-views, but it's almost been the alternative. Uh, the idea that like the, the real hardcore puro fans, they love new Japan pro wrestling because I mean, it is sport as sport comes. It is whole. It is, it is, you know, just it's, it can't be competed with, with its in-ring product. No one competes with new Japan's in-ring product. Nobody, but all the same, the show is part of this pro wrestling spectrum and it's now coming to the United States. Um, and I just think there's always been a mystique around it. Like, Oh well, yeah, well that's a real world title. You know, these other, you know, these shenanigans, David Arquette held this one title. That's a real world title. I think we'll find out because I disagree a lot when it comes to the idea that wrestling in new Japan has always been better than wrestling elsewhere like WWE or WCW. I think wrestling is great everywhere. I think it's determined on the wrestler and not the promotion. But New Japan definitely has the reputation of always having had the best pure wrestling. And uh that's uh that's great. That's what makes that, that I could have answered your question with just that. <laughs> just the fact that they have that reputation already and uh you know it, it makes the main thing, the title, the captain of the ship means much more. Great. All right, next question here uh, comes from Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful.com, and he says, now, I know it's hard to measure or quantify nine years compared to one year, but would you say you found more success in or out of the WWE? Yes. But it doesn't happen without the WWE. Cody Rhodes wasn't in people's households. Cody Rhodes didn't have Mattel figures. Cody Rhodes didn't get the chance to be in there with guys like The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, if it wasn't for the WWE. So, I, gosh, I don't mean to add to any conspiracy theory or anything of that nature, but sometimes I don't feel like I still am outside of WWE. They were my home for a very long time. I met my wife there. Um, I went through some very difficult times, and I went through some really great times. Maybe a better way to answer your question is, the happiest I ever was in my career was when I was Intercontinental Champion. It was not only because I was Intercontinental Champion, it's because I was allowed to do what I want. And when I was allowed to do what I want, I had the face mask. Um, what I said on the microphone was 100% mine. And if it sucked, it was on me. And if it was good, it was on me. And I was able to put myself into the two major you know, whatever you want to call them, two major rivalries based off of my own ideas. And I don't know where it got so hands off or where I lost my balls and all this, uh, but something changed. And I don't know what or don't want to point the blame. Um, but now this has superseded that intercontinental title run. This is the happiest uh, I've ever been. Um, I, I'm a villain, yet... You guys saw when that title was handed to me, I, I was I was floored. I was floored. I didn't sleep that whole night. I just stayed up and, and just looked at my phone, not just social, just pictures and everything. It just, it, it floored me to be the world champion. And I know my dad would say, hey, act like you've been to the end zone before. But hey, man, I hadn't been to the end zone before. I know that. And, uh, 
and now I look forward to being being in the end zone on a lot more uh, a regular basis. But yeah, this is the happiest I've ever been in my career. All right, our next question comes from Robert Samo of FanboyNation.com, and he says, Cody. As the American Nightmare, you have added to your legacy as one of the more talked about wrestlers in the 2010s. How does challenging for the IWGP title on Saturday solidify you as one of the biggest names internationally as well? I I think it's already been done because the moment that um, I spit the beer in Okada's face in Osaka, uh, our wrestling fan base, not not just New Japan, the world, the wrestling fan base was polarized. Polarized. The idea that no, 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 you can't, you can't do the ex WWE guy and the pure New Japan guy. Or you know what? Cody has proved me wrong, left, right, and central. I, I'm all about this. I want to see what Cody brings in his first New Japan Pro Wrestling main event. Or, or well, we're not getting Kenny Okada three. My gosh, I'm gonna, I'm. I'm gonna. I want my tickets refunded. It, it just created this absolute just storm, um, uh, just a just a buzz, just a total maelstrom of of discussion. And I don't mean to get all promotery or carny or anything like that, but I you know people forget that Dusty was a great wrestler and all that, but he was also I remember him more almost as a promoter. I'm a promoter's son, and if Ever, you have people talking about a main event. What do you think about this? I don't get this. Whenever anything starts with that, you, you just generated a ton of box office. And, um, and I'm proud of that. I am. I, that's why I, I like really negative, really negative comments about myself on social because I don't care. I'm in the main event, and it, and it caused this it caused this stir of emotion. I can't, I can't focus on that. I have to stand across from this guy and I have to see where, where, where I stand, where, where he stands compared to me and where I stand compared to him. I have to leave it all out there. Um, you know, people, they can never figure out how much of wrestling is real and how much of it is, is show moments like these, man, they're as real as real gets. This is a, a Japanese proud world champion uh, who's put on some of the greatest, you know, matches we've seen in the last decade. Two, two almost, and you know, just just churning them out. And not to mention Shibata. I mean, these matches he's had Shibata uh, most recently. Oka, uh, I mean, Omega and Omega, but both the Omega matches. This, this is a, this is this is a moment. And uh, and I fully. Uh, I'm not going to be starstruck standing out there. I'm, I'm all about what this is and, and what we can make it. Um, it. It needs to be more than, like I said initially, it needs to be more than just polarizing discussion. It needs to be the next day uh, everybody weighing that opinion and essentially saying, you know what, I'm on board with New Japan Pro Wrestling. If I wasn't, I'm on board. Tell me everything about it. Sign me up. Tell me where I can watch it. And, uh, and I'm all about this. Great. Now, it's great that you mentioned your dad in that last answer because we've gotten a couple of, a few questions here uh, that are about your family and your family's legacy. So the first one comes from Sean Ross Sapp, and he wants to know, what kind of reaction did your brother have to you winning the Ring of Honor championship this past weekend? Well, it was a... Uh, is a private discussion, <laughs> but uh, I know there's been such a competitive streak between myself and Dustin, such a competitive streak. And it was one of those moments where he let that competitive streak go. And he just offered me up what you want the most from your, your sibling, from your family. Just he offered me up that simple congratulations and I love you. And uh, me and him have had some some rough times, uh, not just because of the, you know passing of my father, but because we weren't destined to work as a tag team, and maybe not even as opponents. Um, we're singles performers. We're, we're we're single we're single acts, and for him to let his ego go and and just say something to me, it meant a lot. I love 
my big brother. I absolutely do. And if the shoe had been on the other foot and he became world champion, if he becomes world champion, um, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there in the same way uh, he has been for me. So. All right. Uh, now to follow up on that, this is from Von Johnson with Philly.com and the Philadelphia Inquirer. And he wants to know, what does it mean to bring a world title back to the Rhodes family? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I knew, but I don't know. Um, I thought it would be vindication for me, but then because it's my family, it's more than that. I think it was, you know, Dusty based so much of his career on pleasing the fans, uh, on the fan experience. If you really look at his, you know, contact Dave Meltzer if you want all the statistics. But if you really look at the shows he put on, the ticket prices, uh, and things of that nature, it was all about fan experience. So a lot of fans look at me and still see a little of that. Um, We're very different, and that's good. But they still know that my heart is in the fan experience. So it didn't just feel like this big win for the Rhodes family even though I claim, I claim total credit, it, it felt like a win for everybody. Um, and that's not knocking Christopher Daniels. It felt like a win for everybody who's, who's followed the roads. And it felt like a win for everybody who's recently followed me. Who said, you know what? I don't like my job. I'm going to, I'm going to bet on myself and try something different. What I'm going to try is wild. And my family probably thinks it's a dumb idea and we might have to downsize and there might be a, rough period here, but, but, uh, but I'm going to bet on myself because I have a, I have an end vision for this. So I think a lot of people just identified with it. I think they did. And, uh, yeah, no. So I'm glad I ended the 31 year drought and, uh, and I'm glad it's been treated as a real world title. I was curious, um, that night I was laying in bed and when I saw everybody who I've ever met in this entire industry, and that is literally everybody send me a message of some sort, some that, that I couldn't believe sent me a message. Uh, I knew how real the world title was. And uh, if I never get that feeling again, I'm better for having had it. All right. And touching on uh, your family's legacy again, David Bixen's fan wants to know, how much does it mean to you to be headlining in the promotion that your father was a top attraction for in Japan for many years? I think of all things, and I can't speak for him because he's not here, and I try very hard. I enforce that others don't speak for him, so I can't do it myself. But I think he would be so tickled at this American nightmare, the idea. Um, I think he would have such a good kind of respect for the pageantry involved because it really, everything has really been fitting me as of late. It's not too much, uh, you know, pomp and circumstance. It's the, there's, the wrestling is there as well. It's kind of the perfect build for me, finally. And he always was, you know, I, he always at least told me <laughs> that he was a fan of mine. And um, I had a feeling he really was, because he watched everything and always had his feedback. And backstage, he'd take pictures of me when I wasn't looking and, and, uh, yeah, I, I'd hope he'd be proud. And I think the reason I say he'd be tickled is because he just had this fun relationship with New Japan and with the, you know, with, with Japan in general. And the stories he would tell me as a kid about the respect of the culture, it, they still stand true today. You know, my mother came over there and one of the uh, young boys from the dojo uh, was sent to be her guide. And he never left her side. And uh, uh, an entire uh, a group of fans had gathered in the hotel lobby to meet her, even though she wasn't a public figure. He'd always bring me the odd-shaped Coke cans. Um, you know, he left his payday from an event one time in his jeans at the hotel. And, you know, that happens here in the States. You never get that money back. And, they, you know, they've contacted him and sent it to him. Just every story was he lo- he he loved it over here. 
you know, he got to reconnect with his son. Him and Dustin came over uh, in January in the 90s, and I know he'd be tickled that I was working with Tiger and New Japan Pro Wrestling. He really liked Tiger, too. Uh, so I just, I, I hope he'd enjoy it. Now, touching on, you re- you mentioned the American Nightmare character. Josh Barnett from USA Today wants to know, uh, the American Nightmare character was born in New Japan. So what is your perspective on the character, on where the character is and where you want to take it? Um, I, I know everyone's going to just cringe at my answer, but I'm going to say it. I hate the name. I hate saying character. Um, because it's, doesn't always fit in the wrestling like kind of zeitgeist of it all um but i'll say i'll say this because josh is the man um (laughs) i uh i have just started to figure out what this is i think initially here i am sitting in this plastic tarp covered room looking like a scene out of dexter smoking one of my favorite cigars and and feeling like I feel as Cody Rhodes, it initially was just this name, this tag. And now there's this whole note. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Of patriotism that has kind of uh, rang throughout me, which I knew was there because I was a, I'm a diehard patriot and American history buff is the only only subject I gave a damn about in school. Um, so now there's this like note of patriotism to it and I love it um, and I love that it embraces the true idea that America is not that popular everywhere else we love each other <laughs> and, but we're not that popular all around the world and I found that out right when I went uh, on my first tours with WWE it was just stupid American is something you hear on a pretty regular basis and the idea that the American Nightmare is the one to just hey we're not stupid Americans. We're we're all these great things, and I'll be the one to bring that news to you. I'm just I'm just figuring out to answer the question in a simpler fashion. I'm just figuring out what this character is, and I love the direction it's going. All right. Next question here uh, comes from Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com, and he uh, has a question about Daniel Bryan for you. So this question sure. says. Daniel Bryan has been talking about returning to the ring lately and sent you a tweet this weekend. Yeah. While he said that he was trolling, is that a matchup you see happening down the road? Super speculative. Um, I don't know. You know, I know Dan just had a baby and it it loves his wife, loves the home life. Um, I, I never totally understood why Dan was um, put in a position to retire. And, you know, it's not a conversation I've had with him. This is a tough conversation. Um, You know, if he wanted to, if there was a little pressure to do so, I really don't know. But I know that what we do um, isn't necessarily, doesn't need to abide by the guidelines of perhaps, say, the NCAA. Um, What we do, there's a, little bit more Shakespeare too. If I, if you catch my drift, um, I, I would love that matchup. I would welcome that matchup. Uh, I want to solidify my bet, uh, with those who thought ring of honor cannot currently fill a 10,000 seat arena. I said we would do it with the talent we have in house, but I mean, Hey, I think they may give me an exception if we were able to swing Daniel Bryan. I think, I think one of the contributions that I have made, and it's not me single-handedly, so I'm not saying single-handedly, one of the contributions I've made is that we should be able to cross the streams a little more often. Wrestlers are not not idiots. Uh, We're businessmen and women, and we should be able to cross the streams more often. Daniel Bryan uh, built so much equity for himself um, in the ring of honor. He should be welcome there whenever he wants. And CM Punk, too. Uh, They both have a home there. 
And as much as the selfish side of me wants to be like, hey, we want to do it on our own, my God. Like I said, the promoter's son and me, both those guys, the, the, that's a safe place for them to be because the fans absolutely love them and would absolutely be all about them. And I would be more than, more than willing to be the guy standing across the ring from just pioneers of, of the whole honor family. And, uh, yeah, so I'm game, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put it back on him because, uh, there's a whole lot of red tape there, but I'm game and, uh, I would love to make it happen. And I'd love to make it happen in ring of honor. Now, to follow up on that talk, Jim Barcelone with the Miami Herald wants to know, is the door open for you to return to WWE someday? Well, I mean, you've seen... Yeah. What's good in the hood? Yeah, as fans, we've seen everybody return to WWE someday, uh, no matter what they did or no matter what the bad blood was. Um, I don't think about it. Um, and I recently stated, and I stand by it, it's currently not necessarily incentive, um, just because this has been so lucrative and uh, financially, well, I'll get to in a second, but this has been so lucrative for the soul. This has been so damn fun. This has been so damn eye-opening and, and, and like, it feels like, it feels like being part of a revolution, being able to, oh, let's do this and let's do that, you know, just... Just my my brain is on fire in such a good way for for the industry right now. But then again, and I hope this gives hope to those who haven't had that opportunity with WWE. I'm currently, it's also been more financially lucrative, which blows my mind. Now I wasn't one of the highest paid guys in WWE, uh, but if the incentive is to get to the big major company that has WrestleMania because of money, that that incentive isn't there for me. I'm doing better outside. And that doesn't help that the Young Bucks essentially, you know, uh, hand me about $50,000 at cash every time we see each other. And this is hyperbole. I'm slightly joking here. But legit, um, they have set this deal up with Hot Topic. And that's that's been gangbusters for everybody financially. So right now, okay, maybe the the door is open. Um, I'm just not looking at the door. I did state, and I'll reiterate, I would love to be part of the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Um, it's it's named after my dad, so that's just an easy reason why. Uh, and if I got to do anything with my brother ever again, I wouldn't want to fight him. I'd want to have him as my partner in that Dusty Classic. But I don't know what he's got going on these days, so who knows. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure the door's open. Um, it, it wasn't left on the coldest terms. There's some people that are pissed off, and I wouldn't come back without a long list of demands that they wouldn't meet. So we'd we'd be going back and forth forever. So that's probably why I don't think about it at all. All right. uh, To follow up on that, another question here from Jim Barcelone with the Miami Herald. When you left the WWE, did you get any advice from anybody? Yeah, I mean, but it was before I left the WWE. I think – is you can point at my post-WWE time and call it a success, which it's been a success. I think one of the reasons why is because I was planning the escape. It legit, like, you know, not hate that we're alluding to WWE as a prison, but it makes this, it's just a metaphor I have in mind, was I was for months and months, almost half a year, planning the great escape. Here's what I'll do. Here's the people I'm going to contact because they can help me. Here's some promotions I want to highlight. That's the reason the list was readily available. Um, Here's some things I want to get the fans excited about because I want them to know that I mean what I say. I don't want to be somebody who says, stay tuned, wait for the next chapter, and then there is none. Um, No, I have it ready. I have it in my sights. And, uh, you know, I had already started contacting people and, you know, basically saying, because I'd let WWE know. This isn't working for me currently, and you know, uh, I don't know how I feel. And I, you know, I never said I'm gonna quit. Maybe I should have. Maybe things would have would have changed. Um, but yeah, I got advice from everybody, and because NXT has been the you know the welcome spot for all the hot and, um, independent talent around the world, 
those guys were readily available for me to say, Hey, what should I expect from this guy? Or what's, you know, simple stuff. What's, what, what's a good rate? What, you know, just, yeah, I got advice from everybody, everybody in my friend, you know, circle of friends and more. Except my mother who thought this was going to be a colossal bust. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate, <laughs> your, uh, the list that you had when you left the WWE, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. wants to know, has there been anyone that you've worked with that wasn't on your list that has surprised you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, so many people, um, and I don't want to single anyone out because I feel like I always single out the same guy, but maybe he's the one who impressed me the most. But Pentagon, Penta, for sure. You know, I've had a couple of uh, interactions with him, and to me, it's just, just I would pay money to see that guy. I would buy that mask. Um, he's one for sure uh, that uh, – I should have been on the list. And yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. Uh, if Jerry Lawler, which I see him still out there wrestling every now and then, I'd love to stand across from Jerry Lawler, you know, but again, I could sit here and we could just have me listing guys for 20 minutes. Um, that's the, that's the beauty of the scene. Right. Um, and then I think the big, uh, probably, probably a Kenny, but maybe it was, maybe it was fate that Kenny wasn't, uh, wasn't on the list. If that makes any sense, you know, maybe it was fate because we were, we were fated to do this bullet club thing together and, uh, and represented in America and Japan. Um, but that's one that's, I don't know if he was pissed that he wasn't on it. I know some guys were pissed that they weren't on it. And I had to tell him flat out, Hey, well, I couldn't have made, I couldn't make a three page list and post it. You know, uh, we're looking for a, <laughs> a simple picture on, social media, but, uh, yeah, Kenny, for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. We had another question here. Um, this is also from Aj, and since you touched on Kenny, we'll go to this one next. How would you describe your relationship with Kenny Omega, and do you see any extra pressure in your match with Okada, given Omega's first two matches with him? I definitely, I definitely see the pressure. Um, I don't know if I want to give into the pressure. Um, Wrestle Kingdom match was one of the just coolest things I ever saw. And one of my favorite parts about it was I got to sit with a, an older wrestler at the time and watch it. And this older wrestler, who will remain nameless, was complaining about some of the things they were doing being so dangerous and then getting right back up. But then he legit changed his story about three quarters of the way. And he even said, well, the people are as hot as they can be. So what do I know? And that was really cool because we, we see that discussion on social media all the time about, you know, that's that traditional style versus what's happening today. And it was crazy to see it. somebody turned to see someone's, someone's performance, someone's, someone's painting, you looked at it and started it, and they didn't like it. And by the time you were done, they they were moved by it. That's a damn. What an what an accomplishment for those two. Um, and then this, you know, most recently at Dominion, going sixty minutes. Um, yeah, no, I see the pressure. Um, I won't give in to the pressure because an Okada uh, Cody match is going to be different. Uh, a world title, um, a world champion versus a world champion match. Uh, it's going to be different. The fact that these matches uh, or this match isn't taking place in Japan, this is happening here uh, in, in America, is going to create a different atmosphere. So it just does, does me a little bit of a disservice to feel that pressure and, and give into it. I certainly don't want, I don't want to have anything less, for sure. I just am trying my damnedest not to constantly be reminded of how wonderful what they did was, because it was wonderful. All right, uh, next question here um, comes from uh, Jim Barcelona with the Miami Herald again, and he wants to know, do you feel more comfortable now as a wrestler with your work in Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Impact Wrestling compared with WWE? Mm. 
I feel I feel like even with WWE, perhaps I would have felt I'm I just think I'm hitting a maturity uh, in in the industry, um, the industry that you know my dad, his wrestling, his pro wrestling, and that 1970s 80s era. Guys guys spent a lot of time uh, cutting their teeth, paying their dues until until the light bulb went off. And um, I think I'm just hitting that new block where the light bulb has gone off again, and I don't think. It has to do with having left WWE or being with Ring of Honor. Um, I'm sure that having all these new experiences and new opponents has been – it's probably expedited it. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I do feel more comfortable. Sorry for getting so long-winded. Yeah, yes, I do. All right, uh, next question comes from Raj Gary again with uh, Wrestling Inc., and he says, you've mentioned pro wrestling being in a boom. What are the next steps that you think New Japan Pro Wrestling should make after this weekend's shows further expand in the U.S.? I think uh, they need to take a long, hard look at A markets here in the United States. You know, they're they're near the Los Angeles area here with Long Beach and as a wrestling hotbed. Um, I think they obviously need to look uh, at at New York, at at Chicago. At, at Miami, uh, you know, they, they need to look at all the A markets and determine where they'd like to go next. We don't want this just to be another uh, kind of mark in history. Where it was like, remember when they came and did that one show in the U.S. and it was really great and that's just something that's talked about as a something they did. I, I don't think that's their plan. I don't think this is an experiment. I think if it was, they've already been proven right with the fact that the show sold out in three minutes. Um, I think I think they need to start looking at A markets and and shortly, you know, shortly after the G1 special in the USA, I hope you see some announcements of, you know, coming here, coming here, and they have the ability to put the bodies in the building. So um, yeah, I hope this is the beginning of a I've seen a lot more shows in the United States. I mean, they'll have a championship now um, that's represented, you know, as far as it's considered the United States championship. Um, so that that means you've got to play to the United States. Whether that champion's from the United States or not doesn't matter. But uh, I think people are ready for it. I think I think all those places I named, plus many more, would would jump at the idea to get to see Okada, uh, get to see Kenny Omega. Um, get to see Naito, Ishii, you know, Suzuki, Chaos. Well, they just they they jump at the idea to see those guys. All right. Um, and to follow up on that, Sean Rossap from Fightful.com wants to know: Have you been given any info on when New Japan will be returning returning to the U.S.? Of course I have, and of course I can't say anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I legit, yeah, I, I knew it was coming, but yeah, no, I've I've uh, been set set in on a probably something I wasn't supposed to be sitting in on, but uh, I, I I'd say I'm fairly confident you'll see them in the U.S. again. All right, and um, also as another question for you here, I think you'd be doing had you stuck around in WWE with the eventual brand split that occurred after you left. Um, I think I would be sitting in uh, Road Dog's office on Tuesdays, um, pouring my you know heart out to him, telling him why I should be Cody Rhodes, and and I think he probably would agree with me. I mean, with him leading the charge with the SmackDown Live, he's done such a great job um, with guys who really want it. Um, he's done such a great job, guys and girls, illuminating uh, their strengths and staying away from their weaknesses. Um, so he might have found a spot for me. I just know as far as it goes, you know, the more up the uh, chain of command you go and there's only two more slots up, I just don't think they at the time particularly saw any anything in me as Cody Rhodes. And um, all I had on, you know, all I had to show him was a piece of concept art for what my gear was going to look like. So, you know, they they might have thought that they were – 
making the safe bet, but screw that. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I just feel like it wasn't going anywhere and I don't I haven't really thought about it. All right, and then one more question here um relating to WWE. What would you say, and this comes from Sean Ross Sapp again, what would you say are some of the benefits or detriments to wrestling in and outside of WWE? Benefits and detriments? Yeah. Um, well, the benefit is that your product, what you, what you churn out in the ring, what you're responsible for, beams everywhere. I've been in the gym in Saudi Arabia and looked up and seen two different WWE shows on, on playing one pirated and one on, you know, the actual, you know, what the equivalent of cable TV in Saudi Arabia would be. So I, WWE, when you say world wrestling entertainment, is genuinely worldwide. Um, so there's, gosh, an endless amount of benefits that come with that. I'd say the fact that they're worldwide and the fact that they have WrestleMania are the top. Um, but I will also say that the fact that they're worldwide is a detriment as well, because if like me, when I started, um, I was not ready to be on television. I was 21 years old. I, I, I had been taught a lot about our industry, but I didn't even really have a fundamental, a good set of fundamentals yet. And Hey, he's dusty Rhodes, son. He's going on the show. You know, I'm not going to turn that down. At 21, you're not smart enough to go, hey, hold on. You never get a chance, a second chance at a first impression. Um, I wasn't going to do that. I was, it was, you know, the idea of being on television, being a celebrity, that was fun. Uh, but that, like I said, being worldwide is also a detriment. Um, it's really, really, really hard, as you've seen with some others who left WWE, to dig yourself out of a hole if you find yourself in a hole at WWE. All right, and uh, reflecting on your career so far, Von Johnson with Philly.com wants to know, do you think that you've proved your naysayers wrong, fans or people within the industry, and or do you feel like you have more to prove? Um, I like Von. Von's a good guy. Um, mo money, mo problems. I know that sounds ridiculous and a ridiculous way to answer that question, but it's the truth. Um, I can't prove naysayers wrong when this is growing at such a rate that it's creating, it's creating more fans every day and more naysayers every day. I love the idea of, of looking objectively at maybe a criticism of mine and saying, you know what, you know what, they're right. But I also am aware that the fastest way to failure is trying to please everybody. Um, and WWE is a, it's a great example. They're they're currently the biggest company, and they currently, if you read, if you follow just a simple hashtag on a Monday or Tuesday night, you'd think that was the worst show you'd ever seen. And who knows? It might have been a great show. The fans in the audience might have loved it. Some of the folks sitting at home watching uh, watching on TV might have dug it. But that's that's the climate we live in. I'm sure, as we're all aware, is the bigger something gets the more problems we will find with it. And um, sometimes you got to just say, Hey man, F that I'm going to focus on, I'm going to focus on what these people like about it. Yeah. So I stand by my mo money, mo problems. Awesome. So this will be our last question for you here today. Um, and this is going back to the advice a little bit uh, related to the advice. Josh Nason from wrestling observer wants to know, uh, based on any advice you've gotten, is there anyone specifically who has given you the best advice? And if so, what has been the most influential? Hmm. Where that is. The most influential advice. It's, it's, you know, what's nice about this is it's probably all come from the bullet club. Um, Kenny Omega has kindly, whenever I asked, given me an opinion on what I did, and that's trusted advice. The Young Bucks have also been there, and they have helped be my eyes with this world. 
and um, that's been uh, just just wonderful. And all my old mentors, some of them who work in the office at WWE, have also given me advice. You know, it's, I, I'd, I'd say though that the best advice has come from from Kenny um, and the Bucks. Uh, for sure, Kenny and the Bucks. And um, I'll be honest, um, no, they're not the best. The best advice has come from my wife. Uh, you got to give her some credit. I walked away from a seven-figure situation with WWE. She added it all up in terms of quarterlies, pay-per-views, royalty, you know, all that stuff. I walked away from a seven-figure situation, and she she didn't bat an eye at it. She didn't she didn't tell him didn't have any doubts. Um, so whenever I've asked for advice from her, she's, she's been brilliant in, in giving me her advice. So we very much, uh, I had no problem being on impact together uh, as a team, uh, because that's what we really are a team in real life. My wife does not stand behind me. Um, she stands right next to me and, uh, that's, uh, she's the best. All right. Well, that will go ahead and wrap up our conference call with Ken, with uh, Cody Rhodes here today. Uh, if you guys have any follow-up questions, please feel free to email me. And uh, be, if you haven't already RCP'd, we will be doing our, our, our uh, press call tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.